Hey, you're listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I am your host, Neil Rubenstein, and I will be sitting in traffic. Today, I'm joined by my good friend Chris Martello. Hello, in the passenger seat. Uh, and we will be talking to Adam Santiago of Nerd Geek Dork Podcast. He also does your favorite album and uh, Alphabetical, which is uh, they go through the entire Beatles catalog from 12 to Y automatically. Uh, that's actually pretty yeah. awesome. It's real awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. So we just have to figure out our next project. <laughs> what 
But there's only 246 Beatles songs? Uh, what we did was we did um, studio recording. So all studio recordings in alphabetical order. And, yeah, it was like 246, 248, something like that. I forget the exact number. <laughs> so, wait, so do you count Let It Be when they did the live stuff on top of uh, on top of Abbey Road? Uh, no, we'll do we do just for each title, just one one episode for each title, and then we we talk about different versions stuff like that. But each song just gets one, and that's it. And why are you guys why were you guys so hard on Maxwell Silver Hammer? <laughs> I don't, I know, shit, I can't even remember, man. Did I, did I, did I bash that? I hope I didn't. Yeah, you guys went nuts on it. You guys were like, oh, it's, uh, you guys will give it four. I'm guessing four out of ten? <laughs> no, we, four out of five, so that's good. No, we, we. Oh, four, four out of five? Oh, yeah, okay, we, never mind then. I All right. Say, I love that song. That's fun. That's a fun song. Look, I only know a few Beatles songs, and that's one of them, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, why are these guys shitting on this song so hard? But I guess you guys are just being silly or whatever. Yeah, I no, no. I love it. I mean, I got, I, I've enjoyed doing the Beatles podcast, and it's, it's probably the biggest amount of fame I've had is like cracking. Like we, for a while, we were the number four music podcast on all of iTunes, and I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever done. My life. Yeah, is that's dead. sick. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. So, so my question comes down to, what is your favorite? Beatles movie. Oh, uh, Help by a landslide. I love Help. It is so silly and absurd, and it it it, it caters to my sense of humor perfectly. Like, like we I have like we all have like notebooks that we you know have all our notes for every single song, and the cover of it I have taped a picture of uh, Ringo when he's trapped in the machine and he's like tied to this thing and he's just like chilling with his giant ring on his finger. That movie is just amazing. Like if I was ever super if I was ever super rich, I'd buy four houses next door and then hollow them out so it was one thing once you got inside. <laughs> like that's it. Like that's it. Do you count Yellow Submarine as a Beatles movie? Um I guess you could but it's not one I, I really go back to. I can I can barely remember anything about it. Like Help and Hard Day's Night are the two I I will watch the most, which is weird because Yellow Submarine is kind of right up my alley too. It's like surreal and like animated. You know, I should be all about it. But yeah, I mean, it's never... it's sixty psychedelia at that point. Yeah, totally. I just never. I don't know. It just never connected with me. Weird. Although I love all the tracks off that album. Like the soundtrack. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a. I mean track wise, it's kind of a best of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and I mean, come on, you got Ringo singing the title track. Come on, give me that. I'm I'm the Ringo guy on the show, so I'm all about it. <laughs> In fifth grade, I sang that song in chorus. Wow. And then when when we did Skies of Blue and Seas of Green. We had we had colored paper in our hand to do that, like streamers wise. But it was so. I mean, this is this is the seventies. So like literally, it was like so it holding on to it. You start sweating, and it just baked into your hand. So you have like 
Was it like made of lead? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. We had lead paint constructive paper. <laughs> we all got really sick after. We had like there's only three of us left. Yeah, it was weird. I kind of had a, had a really bad flu afterwards. Flu with air quotes. It was the '70s, so we had to walk home uphill in the snow. Shoes. Fifteen miles in the snow in July. <laughs> So crazy. We're get man. that, I think. Didn't it snow like last week? No. It snowed in April. <laughs> I was it's probably a, oh. sleeping. If it happened on the weekend, I was sleeping. So for the for the viewers that don't know, viewers, the listeners that don't know, the listeners. <laughs> I'm trying to work with you, by the way. I'm trying to literally try to like make it seem you seem more important than you are. No delusions here. Okay, but for maybe Jesse Johnson. For, for for people that don't know, so you act you you answer the question of what's your favorite Beatles movie. What is what is your being a connoisseur of the Beatles? What's your favorite Beatles album? And or Ooh. song? And or okay. song? Huh? The album is tough. I haven't like especially since we've been doing this show. It's been tough for me to decide on an album. Uh, but song-wise, I've got a couple, and I'm kind of excited because one of my real favorites is the last song we're covering. It's the last song alphabetically, and that's Your Mother Should Know. That's just such an awesome song. Agreed. 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 Did you did you ever do a your favorite album for yourself? Uh, Yes. And it was, kinda, it was a weird situation because there was a couple of different ways that I could go. Um, what I did was I did, uh, the Great Pile of Leaves album because it's the album all I right. have the most connection to because I was there for the recording. I was there for yeah. all of it, you know? And that's kind of like... I remember that. I remember now. Now that you said it, I'm like, yeah, I didn't ask. But, I mean, I have a couple because I also love Vanilla Ice to the extreme. No shame. Oh, oh, no irony. No, no, no. I mean, we, I mean, I mean, own it. Own it if you have to. We discussed this on my episode of that. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah. that album to death. And he's playing in Coney Island this summer, yeah. and I'm going to go. I need to that's see the lights live. <laughs> that's what you're that doing with, like, Salt and Pepper and stuff like that. Oh, uh, exactly. That big tour. Yeah. I'm big, so into it. There's marquees on that, too, and stuff like that. It's, it's everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> so what got you into the Beatles that you, you had to do this podcast um well like I didn't get to, into them until I was like maybe like 10 or 11 when the anthologies came out and I was like man these songs sound great and my mom got me anthology one and it turns out my grandfather who I have a super strained relationship with was like a super giant Beatles fan until they did the whole Fear the Jesus thing and then he destroyed everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, it, it happens. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I loved it, you know, and just went through all the uh, the anthologies. And then when they did the re-releases back in maybe 2008 or 2009, yeah. Stereo Collection, uh, the girl yep. I was dating at the time, she got me the whole set. And I was like, yep, this is everything I ever wanted. Let's do this. And, I mean, I've always appreciated this songmanship and everything I could have been through. But it's like, how did you... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Sorry. No, I was going to say, how did you end up doing it with, the, with Pete the Retailer? Oh, 
well, me and Pete have worked together since I was 16 years old. <laughs> there you go. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, when I was a kid, since I grew up in the Lower East Side, I used to go to Forbidden Planet all the time. And he used to work there. And then when I interviewed for my first job there, um, he, the manager that just took over didn't know anything about comics or whatever. So he had Pete come in and quiz me to make sure I knew my shit. And he was like, yeah, this guy's good. And me and Pete have been working together since, yeah, since I was 16. Like, we work together now in my office. Like, he got me my current job eight years ago. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. We go, we go way back. <laughs> so, so is is the Beatles the most important band ever? I say yes. Not even why. Even if you're, well, even if you're not just into their music through association, like the the, the stuff that George Martin pulled out of his ass, like when they were like producing George R. R. Martin. <laughs> Yep. Yes, he, he was like, you know what? This Beatles stuff is great. I, I got a great it's fantasy genius. idea. Let's go with this. <laughs> but seriously, like, George Martin, like, his producing techniques and all his stuff, like, he was just like, just imagine, you can take the Beatles out of the equation and you still have great music coming on, but some of the stuff that George Martin was doing, it's like, holy crap, you know? It's influenced well, uh, so much. Okay, so my question is this also, how much of it is actually, like, the Beatles, and how much of it is George Martin? Hmm. Um, I... Is like, some of the Beatles not present for recording sessions? I mean, no, yeah, because no. the rumors... I mean, a lot of the rumors were, and I don't know how much is true and whatever, but a lot of the rumors were, like, the majority of it is, you know, it's... It's, it's, it's Paul, and, it, and it's... Um, John, thank you. Uh, that happens when I'm all. Uh, and everyone else, like George and, and Ringo, were kind of left out of a lot of those recording sessions, and it was just more or less the three of them. So, so again, I just kind of go back, like, how much of it is really the Beatles and how much of it is, is George? I'd say, I'd say the majority, i I go 50-50 on that. Because for the most part, the Beatles were all present. And, yeah, Paul, you know, Paul's, like, in, like, weird control tendencies definitely made things weird. He's like, you're not doing it right. I'll just do it, you know. Or, But for the most part, it's all of them. And, like, and George working together. Like, with uh, yesterday, um, George wanted to add all the orchestral stuff in the background. Paul was like, nah, man, that's not going to work. And then when he heard it, he was like, holy crap, you, you, you got it. You know, all right, I understand. You you have a point. And it, it, it's so complimentary, you know? Like, it's it's one of the best examples of teamwork being essential to, like, a final product. Um, they say that uh, teamwork uh, makes the dream work. Exactly. See? That's, That's genius. You know? I, I don't know if George R.R. R. Martin said that, but someone... <laughs> He said, dragon work makes the team work or something. <laughs> it was like, let's record from... the White Album, and then I'll write about the Red Woman. <laughs> this is coming from a guy who has never read a single word of Game of Thrones or seen a single episode. Me? me? None, none of it at all. I've seen nothing. Hey. I knew. Yes. Oh, you? 
Yeah, I know nothing about yeah. it. I only I here's what I know about Game of Thrones. I watched one episode uh, in the first season, and I was like, "Oh, this is way too rapey for me." And then, <laughs> and then my wife was like, "No, no, it's not that rapey." Watch this, whatever the third season, and then I watched an episode. I watched the King Joffrey getting murdered episode, ah. and I was like, oh, "I can't handle this. This is horrible." And then, and then I watched another episode. In fast forward, where they killed Jon Snow, uh, because everyone was talking about it on the internet, and I had to know. Because uh, he and was that's a former. Yeah, <laughs> and now, now all I know about it is through Twitter. Like, oh, the red, <laughs> the red woman showed her boobs, and she's eighty. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. I watched, I watched the Sesame Street parody because uh, I'll watch Sesame Street before I watch anything else. You know. I'm sorry, Sesame Street did a parody of Game of Thrones? Yeah, it's awesome. It's just them, like, it, it's really good. Because then they, they work in story plots, but they also keep it, you know, it's Sesame Street. It's very G-rated. It's awesome. I, uh, let me tell you, I'm going to go, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to go right home and watch it. Sesame Street gonna, is the shit. And I'm going to post a link to it in the uh, in the description for this so people can go watch <laughs> it. <laughs> Like, if, if you made me give you a list of, like, five people I'd want to hang out with if I had, you know, no matter what I get to hang out with them, Grover is one of them. So, <laughs> Grover is totally one of them. Like As, as voiced by who? Um, doesn't even matter. I just need to hang out with actual Grover. Like, just, uh, it'd be, like, a sense of, like, wonder for me. I'd just be in a whole new well, world. But, but, by the way, to the real Grover, that's Frank Oz. And Frank Oz uh, did, did, did Yoda. Yeah, so, yeah. Frank Oz did, like, everything. It's everybody did Miss Picky, did um, everybody. Yeah. So, so I think if I'm hanging out with Grover, I'm hanging out with Yoda. So I'm kind of cool with that. <laughs> Very true. I went I went on a date once with a girl who worked for Sesame Street. And she was talking about Grover, and I was, like, so interested in that. I was like, man... Damn, and I was sad there was no second date because I wanted to know more about this and hopefully get to get on Sesame Street, you know? But sadly, it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the story of my life. First date, Adam. That's 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 my world right now. <laughs> ah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I will say, like, uh, when Neil was like, hey, you want to record this? I was like, yeah, man, I'm down. And I was talking to a coworker, and I'm like, man, the one weird thing about being single is that I'm such a workaholic that I'll just stay at work all night. Like, I don't have someone saying, hey, why are you still there? You know, someone looking out for me. And then I was thinking to myself, I was, like, alone in my office, and I'm like, all right, so I need to be ready to record this tonight. And then I was like, man, I can't stay at work forever. And then I just started laughing to myself. I'm like, when am I, when am I going to find my girl with a razor phone? You know? <laughs> I was like, when do I get that? <laughs> One day. Well, um, One day. Are you, what are you reading right now, comic book-wise? Um, you know what? It takes a lot for me to get interested in, like, new stuff because it's so, like, nothing feels permanent. Like, I feel like the publishers are so much in a rush to one-up each other that 
if something doesn't work after a year, they just restart the whole damn thing, and I can't get behind that. So yeah. I have like a I have like a ton of graphic novels at home that I'll just kind of reread constantly, unless someone tells me, "Hey, this is really good. You should read it." But I'm so content Wait. reading the good stuff that I have. Did you read that uh, Matthew Rosenberg book? No. What is it? Yeah, he did a book. Uh, he did. He well, he's working on the second one right now. It's four kids walk into a bank, but the okay. one that just oh man, I forget the name of it. God damn it! I feel like an asshole right now. <laughs> you fucking asshole! I just it, I, it was like a four part. It was a four part series on uh, Black Mass put it out, and. Uh, can't remember what it's called, but yeah, he's been writing, he's been putting out comic books now, so he did that, he, he, just, he just did Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, and he's writing, um, or wrote, uh, Kingpin Civil War Two. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Gonna have to look into that. Yeah, so I, th- I think uh, that'll be sick. What do you, what do you think, what do you think's gonna be the comic book movie of the summer. Oh, so, I mean, totally. Technically, you have, you have, well, actually, you have four, if you really want to think about it. You have Captain America Civil War. You have uh, X-Men Apocalypse. You have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then you have... Doctor Strange? No, that's October. Uh, I think that's uh, a little later, yeah. Yeah, that's over. And then you have um, Suicide Squad. And that's your summer. Well, two days mean it's gonna be whatever. It's not gonna be, you know, groundbreaking yeah. or anything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give like, it, to, I'm, I'm gonna give it a Civil War, like hands down, like because I'm actually interested in seeing it. I haven't seen uh, Superman Man of Steel yet. I've never had yeah. an interest to see it. Uh, you, wait, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta bring it back. You haven't seen Man of Steel? Have you seen BBS? Nope. nope. Had no interest in it. It just looks horrible. It looks. I, I can't stand Zack Snyder. Aside from 300, because that's whatever. I just can't. I can't get into it. You didn't, you didn't like like you didn't like Zack Snyder's Day of the Dead. Dawn no. of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Sorry. No, really? Did not. Yeah. I'm also wow. I'm also part of that minority that loves the movie uh, Superman Returns. I love that movie. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's pre- such a fun movie. So so you a Brian Singer fan? Um. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I've liked a couple of his movies because what he did: Usual Suspects, X Men One, X Men Two. Yeah, no, he did Usual Suspects. Yeah, he, he's done he's done amazing movies. But uh, he did Jackson Chines Slayer. We we can never go home. That's the name of the book. We can never go home. <laughs> 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 I just remembered. So, uh, sorry, continue your uh, continue your, your your diatribe about the DC movies. <laughs> Superman Returns is just such a like. You know, like, okay, we can make a movie without it just relying on setting up for an hour of a giant robot battle, you know? It's like character development. Okay, and and listen, I will agree with you on that point. And I'm not trying to hijack the show in any way. Oh, good. (laughs) But, But that movie was such an homage to the Richard Donner original... The Donner Party? What? Yeah, they ate everyone at the end. It was crazy, man. It was such an original. It was such an homage to the original movies that it was actually boring. Superman was like a stalker half a time. Yeah, no, and he then, totally was. Totally was. And then the end game, he's like 
kryptonite's going to cripple him, but he'll lift an island of kryptonite. Of crypto, uh, yes. Yeah. And crystallite. Yeah, crystallite. I love crystallite. <laughs> um, and, and it was, again, like, you it's know. It's delicious. Send me free shit. And Lex Luthor <laughs> did the same thing again, like. And Lex Luthor and Superman, the first one in 1978, um, he basically, you know, it was all about, like, you know, land, and it was the same movie over again. Yeah. So right. it's, I, I thought, it's, that, it's a direct sequel of the two. It, it pretended three and four didn't make, didn't never happen, and it's just one, two, two memory characters. And, I, and I'm Which, fine with that, but it just wasn't, I, I and I'm okay, gonna, you, actually, wait, wait, uh, were you, you going to say it wasn't Superman? Because what not, I knew of Man of Steel is, like, him killing dude at the end, I'm like, no, that's, that's done. All that destruction that I've seen, in, like, in the movie, I'm like, that's Superman. Come on. So, listen, I, I actually didn't necessarily care for Man of Steel um, when I initially saw it. And then as I, I saw it more and more, like, say, on cable, on television, I kind of got a little bit more. Uh-huh. I think... Here's the thing, I, I and this might be whatever, but I think people need to get over the fact that I think people really need to get over the fact the movies are different from the comics. Like, yeah. let the comics let the comics go and let the movies be what they are. You still no, have the comics if you want to read them, but you don't. If you don't like the movies, that's fine, but it doesn't need to be one of the same. No, I, I, I accept that, but there are certain things you don't change. Like, like there are certain things that are held, you know, you don't mess with. Like, okay, so Superman doesn't kill and protects others. So he will try to take a fight to a safe space. Batman doesn't use, use guns and doesn't kill. Never uses guns. And Captain no, America true, is he, never a racist. He, Captain America okay, is never racist. So if you have a movie where he's like, you know, he's like, oh, man, he's freaking darkies and he's Spanish kids, you know, I can't get behind that. There are certain things you just don't change, you know? But, but, but here's the thing, though. I mean, to be honest, like, the original, original Batman, like, the original no, Batman. No, yeah, no, I'll give you that. I knew you were going to pull that out. Don't worry. I'm gonna yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, 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 he had the side piece. He, he definitely had the side piece. Yeah, he shot people. I mean, yeah, no, he, he did. He did. Yeah, you know, he also spanked women. He definitely spanked women. He did some Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, so did Hank Pym. Hank Pym, Scott, <laughs> Janet. Oh, no, you know? Hank Pym didn't spank women. He abused his wife. Oh, abused his wife. I mean, Janet and I got abused. Yeah, I agree. I just, I think that um, they need to show Batman's origin in more movies. <laughs> <laughs> we need three more movies of just his parents getting Just, yeah, yeah just... I need an hour of like an hour long montage of just his parents getting shot and all the different people that play his parents getting shot. <laughs> what do you think about Ensemble? Are you are you excited about Suicide Squad at all? No. No, not you're at not all. DC, you're not you a DC are not guy. a DC guy at all, huh? No well the thing is like I love DC. Like I, I have a Green Lantern tattoo on my arm. I'm currently wearing a Green Lantern belt buckle. I love all that stuff, but the fact, like, the way that DC and Time Warner is, is trying to catch up to what Disney and Marvel is doing is so awful. Um, because you have Marvel where you have, uh, what's his name, Kevin Keege or whatever the hell Kevin you Feige. pronounce it. Kevin Feige. 
Give him there five. we go. He, you know, they have, okay, I'm overseeing what's going on with Marvel. This is what we want to do. All right, all right, what's your movie doing? Okay, we're going to go with this. We're going to go with that. All right, this is what we need you to work towards. All right, cool. Then you have Time Warner on the other end trying to make things work really quick, and their plan to catch up is, okay, you got Zack Snyder as kind of the guy in charge loosely. Well, that- but no, it's actually it's, it's I mean the guy the guy kind of running the show for for Warner Brothers in DC is Jeff Johns. Who oh, Jeff does... Johns is awful though. <laughs> well, okay, there you go. Yeah, he would even when he was writing comics, he'd write great stuff, and then he just he got kind of carried away and just would write stuff that would go nowhere. And I had I had a couple friends that worked in DC, and I remember one time they're telling me that uh, uh, Christopher Nolan was in the office. And he was talking about what he was doing with, I think, uh, at the time, Dark Knight. And Jeff Johns piped up and was like, well, I think you should probably do this and change this. And Christopher Nolan seriously looked him in the face and said, who are you? <laughs> like, I'm not. Like, I'm not. Like, totally, like, totally just shut him down. Exactly. But the, the problem with Time Warner is that in, like, their process is basically they're farming out these scripts. So they're like, all right, we're going to write a Wonder Woman movie. Movie, Okay. We're going to reach out to five different writers and say, here, write a Wonder Woman movie. And then these five guys are going to write Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movies, and then they're going to take what they like, and then they're going to go with the guy they like the best and be like, all right, make this all one. And then after everything's good, they're like, all right, got to fit this into the our big picture of DC movies. So everything just feels so, like, forced and, like, there's no, you know, natural flow because there's no set goal. It's just like, hey, write something. We're going to see what we like, and then we'll, 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 we'll make it, you know? And, by the way, I don't disagree with you. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's completely obvious that Warner Brothers slash DC is trying to catch up with Marvel slash Disney. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Disney has made – what five billion dollars off of the the ten movies they've done? Oh, you know, it's insane! It's, yeah, it's in, it's insane. You know, and even their worst movies still do great. You yeah. know, um, and it, it's nuts because seriously, Time Warner is a kid in the world's greatest candy factory. Like you have yeah, I mean, everything. I mean, if, I mean, if you really think about it, yeah, DC. I mean, if you really, if you honestly really think about it, they have. Three of the five biggest superheroes of all time. They have yep. Batman, they have Superman, and they have Wonder Woman. Yep. And then I think after that you would have Spider-Man, and then I'm blanking on one right now. I think I put, yeah, like maybe Captain America or Hulk at that point, you know? Yeah, but I Yeah. But I think nowadays, though, like, I mean, honestly, Captain America and Iron Man were were B characters in the Marvel Universe. I mean, and it just so happens that Kevin Feige was smart enough because his hands were tied. He went the high road and turned these B-level characters into A-level characters that people love and know. I mean, they casted it right. I mean, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is great as Tony Stark, and Chris Evans is amazing as Captain America. You know, I mean, yeah, they had a couple of rough points with you with, uh, with the Hulk, with um, with David Banner. I loved, I loved, um, I loved the uh, Edward Norton Hulk 
Yeah, I but the problem, I, I've seen bits and pieces. I've never sat through the whole thing. <laughs> You're not missing anything. The problem with with the problem with Eric Van Sting. Thank you, thank you. Um, the problem with Edward Norton is that the rumor has it allegedly he was oh, very yeah, difficult to work with. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was very difficult to work with, and they couldn't deal with him to to, to move it forward. And it's also yeah. they want to. Marvel wants to own everything now. And to do a full movie, they have to share that, that those rights with Universal, which they don't want to do now. So that's why they just keep the, the Incredible Hulk as a side character. Like, Incredible yeah. Hulk is never going to get a full movie. It's you know? true. So, unless, they, unless they work out one of those deals like they just did with Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, but even with Spider-Man, it's, 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 it's a Sony-Marvel co-production. Sony is going to get money that they technically don't deserve because Marvel's going to work on all the creatives. Yeah. I hear, I haven't seen the movie from the time this podcast comes out. We have not seen, you know, Captain America Civil War yet. Um, exactly, yeah. But, but, but what I hear is that Spider-Man is one of the best parts of the movie. Uh, That's what I've heard, yeah. Uh, come on, guys, I haven't seen it yet. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> We're just going to talk about the movie. That's well, all right. But that's, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about something else. That's what I've been hearing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it. Like, I'm flying to California on Friday. I'm like, well, i got to find a movie theater there. Check it out. Why not? You're not going to go see it tomorrow night? Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. I, if I pack tonight, then I, I probably do that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So what what in your geekdom nowadays? What excites you? Like, what are you really looking forward to? Huh? That's a that's a tough question. Uh, shit! What do I get excited about? Um, are you stoked for Rogue One? Yeah, I I I could say that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. I really enjoyed uh, Force Awakens. Um, so I'm definitely stoked to see what they do next. Um, yeah, that, and, like, I feel like I get more excited for, like, shows these days than I get, like, big media events, like, highballs playing in New York. I got tickets for that. When that happens, I'm excited, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big nerd for that shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely. Are you going to go to App Drive-In? Oh, that, that sold out so quick, you know, I'll, I'll have to ask friends if they can get me in at some point, you know, if I can get in. I'll totally go. I always wanted to see how to drive in. If I can go, I will go. But yeah, I'm, I, I hate Terminal Five. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay uh, scalper yeah, prices to go to fucking Terminal Five. I hate Terminal Five too. I agree. I totally agree with you. It's such That's an a, awesome I, venue. I, and again, I, I I'm just knowing you from this podcast now. Um, I kind of feel like you're. I think you're on the same level music-wise with us. How do you feel about a lot of these older bands that, like, you know, refused to have to drive in? Like, a lot of these, like, ninety mid-90s to late-90s bands trying to make these reassertions now? Um, usually my excitement factors into how much I was into them and if I never got to see them live. Like, that's, that's what does it for me. Usually, like, uh, if it's... If it's like, man, I always wanted to see them live. Are they are they playing that one album, or are they going to be playing new stuff? You know, what do I want to see? Like, 
do I want to take a chance and see new stuff that I'm not going to like, you know? So, so what bands would that be? Uh, yeah, Drive-In, I totally want to see that. Um, there were series I never got super into. Like, I've enjoyed their stuff, but I never got really into it. Um, the anniversary now that they're, they're, uh, I am stoked for that. So I never got to see them live. So I'm super pumped for that. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, trying to think what else is coming up, but nothing's, uh, hitting me at the moment. I blame, I blame all the flip cup that kickball league makes you play. I'm in a drinking game. You're going to all the, uh, motion city dates, right? Um, I'm going to the San Francisco show, which is uh, Monday, May 10th. And then I was planning on doing the whole, like, that this little California uh, trip. But my work schedule is too hectic. So I seriously, I have to fly back to New York the day after that show. So then I'll probably just see, like, the New York shows and maybe the last show in Florida. Like, because then I can see my dad and, like my siblings and stuff. If you want so, if you want to come out to the Long Island deal, let me know if they give it a train or whatever. Oh, sounds good, yeah, yeah. I I always love seeing those guys play. You know? Good time. Crazy. I was I was just talking about it in the bar before you called too. I was uh talking to my buddy because we were talking about Miss Goldfish and he's like, Yeah, I gotta leave in a couple of minutes. It's my buddy Neil, he does a podcast and we're talking about it. He's like, Oh, I think I've heard of it. That's pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, and he also had this, I remember seeing him play with these enzymes, and I talk about that shit all the time. I'd love that these enzymes show in Knitting Factory, man. That was such a fun show for me. It was so awesome. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I like all of this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so good. <laughs> and then, like, from there, I feel like all our conversations are mostly music-based. It's like, I feel like the first few times we hung out was when like Mike Kennedy was in town and like we just talk about random music and I remember one time you we were just talking about the Parappa the Rapper soundtrack I was like oh I can hit you with that <laughs> I remember I like I I still remember I don't remember the band but I still remember making a weird J-pop or K-pop reference and you not only knowing it, but, like, being way more versed on it than I was. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this kid's out of his mind. <laughs> I just listened to a lot of weird shit. Well, I remember, yeah, because I remember one time you hit me up about baby metal. This was, like, two years ago. And I was like, wait, wait, are you talking about the band baby metal or some weird genre baby metal that I've never heard of? Because if so, I need to look it up and see if someone's recorded babies cries over metal. Because then that led to us talking about hate beak. Which is like yeah, a parrot. <laughs> and then you have like all this like animal, you do all this animal based fucking metal. <laughs> Dude, I have way too much time on my hands. I, I love just like finding random music and just like getting into it. Like, I love wait, it. Wait. I love it. So, so what so what out of your mind? So now in 2016, what bands are you liking now? Like, what, what what's doing it for you? Uh, right now, um, <laughs> That new Explosions in the Sky album was freaking amazing. Uh, there's one song that it's like disintegration, like anxiety. So I forget what it's called, but it's so good. Um, Diarrhea of Planet. Yeah. You know, that's just, I love watching that and just listening to it. And uh, like uh, Prawn. I love that band Prawn, man. They are so freaking good. 
Do you like Jess Brotherhood? Say again? Jess Brotherhood? Um, I've heard a couple of their tracks, but I've never gotten, like, deep into it. I will say, since since the time we recorded uh, the Your Favorite Album podcast, I joined Spotify and everything. And it's Good. like a whole... It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, I got it. I was, I, I, was I resisted. I resisted for so long. And I finally gave in, and I was like, eh. I still have resisted. So, well, so you're lost, really. Dude, I, I ended up giving in and getting a paid account. It's so good. Like, I love it. Yeah, like, I don't, you know, it doesn't replace my collection, because, like, a lot of my stuff they don't have. They don't have that stuff on on there. So I still have to have, you know, my phone, you know, loaded with, you know, Antioch Arrow stuff. Well, no, Antioch Arrow's on there. But I have, like, I have a load of, like, Torches to Rome or, like, whatever. But Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, like, it's re- I mean, you can hear so much new stuff and... Ah, ah, this isn't a Spotify commercial, but... <laughs> no, it's true. Like, I was... Mark tell us a baby and won't, won't give it a shot. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. All right, so... It's weird, so we, yeah. We, like... we can't talk about new music together. That's all. <laughs> no, I think we obviously can, though, because we always do. <laughs> we always do. Can we talk about how the new Baby Metal album is not good? It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> It's not as it's not as good. It's not as good. But uh nothing will be as good as uh hormone what is it? Hormone Maximus Hormone? Wait, which one is that? What's the name of that what's the name of that band? Maximus Maximum the Hormones, I think it's called. Now I'm trying to think. Uh I might be I might be a little alcohol haze that I'm not thinking of. <laughs> now I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like an idiot when I see it. Yeah, there's a there's a band like I think it's called Maximum the Hormone and they're fucking yeah uh, way better than Baby Metal, but it's not like cute little girls. So I don't know what's happening to you in the background, but we I just got home, so <laughs> I, just, I, I, I just crossed the bridge. I'm on a bus. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Well, get home safe, and uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah. And, uh, always. Uh, uh, I'll tag you when I post it. Yeah, and I'll see you uh, see your show in two weeks, man. Definitely. All right, man. Come out of here. All right, man. All be right, good. Man. Take it easy, man. You're a jerk, Neil.